Cascade Hoops Talk. Billy D here. We have Coach Jim Sykes, Morningside Mustangs. 334 career wins in 17 years there at Morningside. 70% of the time his team takes the floor, they come out victorious. With seven national tournament berths and six great playing athletic conference, the GPAC, with six GPAC championships, he has accumulated five GPAC Coach of the Years, the last one in tw- last season, 2018-19, with a 29-4 and record last year, reached the round of eight. Welcome, Coach Sykes. Appreciate you having me on today, Billy. It's, it's good talking with you. Well, I really, I really appreciate it. So before you came on, we talked a little bit about your background, but how did you end up in Mor- at Morningside? Well, 19 years ago, I, uh, uh, I was teaching elementary school, middle school in, in Waverly, Nebraska, coaching three sports, uh, raising a young family, and an acquaintance of mine took the, the head job here at Morningside and, and uh, offered me the assistant's job, and we've been here ever since. I was the assistant for two years, um, then half of the third, and then was interim head coach the, the rest of the third year, and then have, have maintained that position since. So it, it's been a really good run. have a, a great supportive administrative staff. I've, I've seen a lot of good players go through here. Well, you, you have a you have a great program there at Morningside. You should be very very proud of what you've accomplished. Last year, you had a, really a great team. You lost a couple of seniors from that team, but uh, you made the the round of eight. You won twenty nine games, eighteen and two in the conference. Uh, just talk a little bit about that that team last year. Well, number one, um, I know there's a lot of great conferences in the NAI, but I think. From top to bottom, I think the the GPAC is is as tough as any of them. Just to be able to to get out of the GPAC alive and and get an automatic bid to the national tournament says quite a little bit about what you've accomplished. And, and we've been fortunate enough to be in that position the last two years. And, and one of the last, or two years ago, we won the, the conference tournament championship as well. But last year, we we uh, you know it, it starts with, with great players, great guys, great character guys, and. Uh, uh, a camaraderie, a chemistry that uh, is, is second to none. I've got a fabulous coaching staff, and, uh, you know, together we put a pretty good run together. You, you never want to see it end. But, uh, you know, we tied a school record with 29 wins, and, and we're, you know, we, we, we earned our way to the Elite Eight and, and lost a tough game to the College of Idaho by three points. And, of course, you lose Bobby Yeager out of that team, uh, and then seventh man uh, Pierce Almond. Uh, those those are going to be big losses. We'll talk a little bit later about this team, but that must have been uh, those were uh, two key pieces of that team last year. They, they certainly were. You know, Eggs was a a three year starter for us, and he ended up fourth on the the all time scoring list here. And uh, you know, he just he was a student of the game, and and he wasn't going to win the eye contest as far as you know in, in the layup line or anything like that. But he was a very efficient three point shooter. He made good decisions in the open court um, to do a little bit of everything for us. And, and Pierce transferred in. Um, we recruited him hard out of Grand Island High School. Um, he went to the University of Nebraska Kearney for a year, didn't have the experience that he had hoped for. And then we got him for, for the last three years. And, and when Pierce got it going, he was, he was as good as anybody from behind the arc. He could really shoot it. So we are going to miss those guys, not only for what they provided on the floor, but the leadership they provided off the floor and the guidance they gave to our, to our younger guys. Um, so they're, they're going to be missed, but it, it's kind of, okay, next, next guy up, who's, who's going to step into those roles? Absolutely. That's the way it goes, huh? 
talk a little bit about your coaching philosophy. So when people think about Morningside, what do you want them to think? You know, uh, the, the the goal, I guess, or, or the standard we want to set is that we've got a great culture here. And, and you know, what gets our attention on potential recruits is, is what they do on the court, and what keeps our attention is what they do off the court. We're, we're, we're pretty strict on that. You, you've got to be a good student athlete. You've got to You've got to perform in the in the uh, community well, and and uh, you know we we've been fortunate to be able to do that, and uh, we're we're big on skill development. You know we're we're not going to guarantee anybody playing time, but we're going to guarantee them the opportunity for playing time. And through our skill development, we can guarantee that you're going to be a better player when you leave as opposed to when you got here. And uh, that's that's something that's, that's pretty fun for us here. Well, you make a great point, and you know I say it all the time. Fans need to get out, support their NAI team. the The level of basketball is is just incredible, and these are truly student athletes. These are people who are going to school, want a better life, uh, and NAI basketball gives uh, a a lot of young men a chance to go to school and do that, as well as uh, learn learn a lot of the rules of life, if you will. So that's one of the reasons I I really support uh, NAI basketball because these are truly student athletes. You know, Billy, they certainly are, and and you, you kind of hit on it earlier when you when you said people need to come out and support our our small college NAI basketball, and and uh, it's I don't even know if it's frustrating anymore. It's almost comical when people that have never saw us play assume that their son, daughter, whatever you want to say, can play at our level. Well, they really don't know what our level is because I think. When you and I'm just using the GPAC as a as a conference as an example, when when you talk about skill, meaning you have five guys on the floor at all times that can shoot and score pretty much from anywhere, that can handle the ball, that can pass the ball, can dribble the ball efficiently. I don't know that you can watch the tournament in March and find teams that can say they can do that to the level that this small college basketball can. And um, you're right, people do need to educate themselves and get out and, and watch what's going on here because there's some pretty special stuff in the uh, uh, tournament in Sioux Falls last year, the year before, and, and you know, when we were in Branson. That, there's really, really good basketball played there. Oh, ab- absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I've said it before, and I'll say again that about 20 years ago, a lot of small schools started moving to NC2A Division Three. NC2A Division Three is non-scholarship basketball. So a ton of scholarships went away. So the NAI basketball got much more competitive for who they were going after. Uh, many athletes chasing fewer scholarships. And I, I saw, I've been a fan of NAI basketball for over 50 years. And I saw the, the level of play just explode in, in that 20-year period. So if you haven't watched it, and if you haven't been to an NAI ball game in a long time, you need to go. And you're exactly right, Coach Sykes. Every time I go back to the tournament, I'm amazed that anybody can ever win more than one. It's so competitive. It, it certainly is. And, and I'm telling you, you got to bring it. It doesn't matter if you're a one seed, if you're a 16 seed, or, or anywhere in between. If, if you if you're having an off day, you're you're going to get beat. Uh, you know how many how many other tournaments that that bring in that number of teams can can say that from round one to to the finals. No, absolutely. And you're playing you're playing every day all the way up to the final four. Yeah, yeah, it's back to back, and and uh, you know if you're fortunate, you get a play on Wednesday. You do get a break on Thursday, but again, I don't know if if that's better than playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, we we've played a lot of games throughout the season, 
you kind of condition yourselves for that that last run and, and hope you have enough gas in the tank to get it done. Well, Coach Sykes, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the 2019-2020 version of the Morningside Mustangs. So we'll take a quick break. Sounds good. Cascade Hoop Talk, Billy D here. Again, we have Jim Sykes out of uh, Morningside. Coach Sykes, I'd like to talk a little bit about this year's ver- this year's version of Morningside Mustangs. So you have several starters coming back. We, we do. We've got four starters coming back, um, and, and quite actually it's almost version three of it because three years ago pretty much the same group of starters started, you know, that year as opposed to last year. And then, as we said earlier, we, we lost Pierce and, and we lost Brody. And so we, we've got some pieces that, that need to be plugged in, but it's hopefully a bigger, faster, stronger group than, than we had the previous year. Um, with a few, you know, incoming additions that, that hopefully can give us a spark. Well, let's start with senior Tyler Borchers, six seven center from Lamar's Iowa, averaged sixteen point seven rebounds last year. He's going to be a key returnee for you, Coach. Well, he certainly is, and, and the the thing with with Tyler is he set, he set the school record last year for field goal percentage at seventy one point four, I believe, on the season. But but you look, you know, he had a nice stat line. But when you're looking at a second team All American, you're probably thinking those numbers needed to be bigger. He played right at twenty minutes a game all year, um, and, and that's a combination of, you know, we we had ourselves in some situations in some games where we had substantial leads and we got some other guys some minutes. Occasionally, was he got in foul trouble, um, but. You know, when when you're looking at the top player or one of the top players on the majority of teams, they're logging, you know, shoot, 34 to, you know, 40 minutes a game. And, and I, I just am curious as to what those numbers would look like if, if we played Tyler, those those type of minutes, and, and what that would do to traumatize our opponents. He's a great talent and some, definitely something for you to build around. Then you have senior Matt Hahn. He's out of Fremont, Nebraska, 12 points, five rebound last year, 6-3 forward. Yeah, Matt, Matt has, has really come a long way since, the, since coming in as a freshman. He, he uh, helped lead his Fremont High team to the state championship game where, unfortunately, they got beat, but he had a tremendous senior year of high school. He got here, and, you know, he was kind of a, a three and OD kind of guy where he was going to shoot him up, but he wasn't real interested in playing and defense. And we, we've kind of got that transformed and, and he will guard one of the best perimeters on the other team every night. He was voted our team defensive player last year, you know, while averaging 12 points. And uh, we're expecting big things out of Matt. He had a great spring, great summer, and we're having a great fall. So, you know, he, he's turned into a leader for us for sure. And one more senior starter from last year, Alex, Alex Borcher, 5'10 guard out of uh, South Sioux City, Nebraska. Nine points, two rebounds last year, Coach. Yeah, and, and Al's, again, he's had a very, very good summer. I, I look forward to him having a, a super senior year. Um, I've seen maturity in these guys from year, you know, the beginning till now, which is obviously good to see both on and off the floor. And, and Alex just puts time in. I mean, he's in the gym on the gun shooting all the time. Um, he's, he's one of the first ones to practice, one of the last ones to leave. He handles the ball extremely well. He gets everybody involved. He's a guy that, you know, if we just said, go get it, he could get 20 a night himself, you know. But the the way we do things, um, we don't have one dominant score and four role guys. We just want to have five guys on the floor, you know, that, that can score the basketball at any time. They don't have to, but they have to have the ability to. 
And then you have two key juniors, both out of Gretna, Nebraska. Uh, Zach Immig, 12.6 rebounds last year. And Trey Brown, 6'6 center, also out of Gretna, Nebraska, 8 points, 4.5 rebounds. Yeah, very very important for us. Um, Zach, you know, he's he's one of the few guys that came in as a freshman and has started every game since he's been here. You know, that, that generally doesn't happen, but he earned that right. Um, nothing was given there. Trey has been a valuable backup to, to Tyler. I think Trey probably would start and be an all-GPAC player on any other team in the conference. That's not the way it is. And, you know, he, he's gotten better, bigger, stronger each year as well. You know, he, he wants to be on the floor, and he's, he's doing everything he needs to, to to make that opportunity possible. Well, what a great core group. And then you have you brought in you brought in a lot of freshmen that you listed up on the roster. Can you talk about some of the freshmen you feel will make the roster this year? Well, um, we, we've got one guy who, who will be academically a sophomore in Mick Williams, um, but, but he is a freshman academic, or at, eligibility-wise because he had a hip surgery coming out of, out of high school and he sat out last year. He'll be the backup probably to, to Alex at the one. If, if we're uh, you know, having a game tomorrow, that's the way it would, would pencil out. So, so Mick is going to see some court time. We've got uh, Will Potterbaum out of Lamar, a kid that we recruited heavily out of high school he chose to go to Iowa State for a year um, then ended up missing basketball and, and we got him back and he came in in great condition usually that's not the case when a you know a student goes to a, a large school and, and hangs out but but he's really dedicated himself he's got an opportunity to see some court time early um, and we've got Trey Powers out of Omaha Gross and and uh, Zach Martinek um, out of West Fork High School in, in small town Iowa that uh, have, have both had a very good good fall and and um, looking forward to seeing what what they're able to provide and then finally uh, we've got a third post player by the name of jake fierce who came from the milwaukee area that uh he's he's got a motor he's ready to go and and uh ultimately if we get the the first two guys in foul trouble i think he, he can step in as a freshman and 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 get the job done so, Coach, the, the good news for GPAC coaches this year is uh, Jay Wolf and Erdman have graduated. The bad news is Ty Hoagland hasn't. Uh, you said it. You know, Bill, that, that's exactly right. Those, those guys over at the cliff, they were definite handfuls. And, and Eric Erdman, I think, is, is as good a player skill-wise that, that we've had in the conference. Jay Wolf just willed himself to do what he had to do. And after Eric gets hurt, he just put the team on his shoulders and you know got him to the national tournament. And then, you know, you, you said Ty Hoagland from Dakota Westland. That's a group that uh, made the national tournament, made a good run, had Indiana Westland on the ropes, you know, late in the game and, and had a great opportunity to win that, just didn't. They returned pretty much everybody and uh, got a few key key, ret- or key newcomers, so they're going to be a handful for sure, no question about it. And that's, that's what makes the GPAC special because every night, you know, we play a double round robin, you're going to see – every team twice and and the second time never is easier than the first well it's going to be an exciting season in the g-pack uh this year you mentioned that dakota wesleyan loss it 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 just looked for all the world that they had uh indiana wesleyan beat but it was not to be mangus he just finished him that he's a winner that mangus i tell you yep he's a special player we got a handful of him two years ago in the national tournament where he had a a huge gain and the deal for us was we couldn't keep him off the boards. He just he crashed his board so hard for a perimeter player. You know, and they got another enough other guys you gotta worry about so it's not like you can double team him and try to keep him off the boards. But yeah, the Dakota Wesleyan they had it, but yeah, 
you you got to finish the game for 40 minutes and and um, you know one mistake cost them the game so coach great year last year lost in the the final eight to a very good college of idaho team uh, you'll be in the conversation again this year what do you think some of the keys for you to get back and have that same success or perhaps get a little bit deeper in the tournament well we, we've got to stay healthy you know and and two years ago when we won the conference we, we didn't have any seniors, and, and generally speaking, history tells us the teams that are successful have a lot of experience in the conference, and, and we, we did not have any, and we, we were fortunate enough to win the conference outright and stayed healthy through the conference tournament and won that as well. Um, that's something that a Morningside team has never done before winning both titles in the same year. Followed that up last year with the regular season uh, conference championship with having three seniors, too, that, that played a great deal. And, uh, you know, now we're rolling in, into a situation where we've got several seniors that, that are going to see the floor with high expectations, and the bullseye just gets bigger. And, you know, we, we've got to do a great job of not listening to outside voices. Again, stay healthy, continue to do what's best for the team. You know, take one game at a time, because if, if we're thinking about being in Sioux Falls prior to getting there, earning our way there, we won't be there because the conference is that tough. So it's, it's you know, all cliche stuff, basketball talk. We've got to take one game at a time. We've got to be playing our best basketball at the end of the year. But if, if you look at our non-conference, we beef that up. You know, we're, we're going to Cornerstone, opening weekend and playing Indiana Tech and Cornerstone, two perennial top 25 teams. The following weekend, we go to Benedictine, Kansas, and play them at NAIA 1. Uh, who was ranked number one a great part of the year. We follow that up with the, with the Thanksgiving Classic um, at Midland where we, we face Bellevue and Southern Oregon. And then finally, the Holiday Classic in Mitchell um, where we'll play Trinity International and Southeastern out of Florida. So I, I think that's probably as tough of a non-conference schedule as we've ever had and, and probably as tough as anybody's you know playing in the in the nation at this point. So we're probably not going to get through that unscathed. If we do, it's going to going to make us that much better. But you know, that, that's just just where we want to be. And and to to be the best, you have to you have to compete with the best. Well, that certainly is a tough schedule. I want to tell all the folks there in Sioux, Sioux City, Iowa, you got to get out and support this Morningside team. They got a great program. Uh, you're missing some great basketball if you're not out there uh, watching these Mustangs. And and Bill, we do get great support here. We we we've got a good following. Um, we get great media coverage. We're just very appreciative of, of being able to have the opportunity to be be coaching at Morningside. Well, Coach, I really appreciate the time you've given us. We we wish you all the luck during the season. We'll be hopefully we can get you back on as the season starts and that tough G pack gets going, and we can get your perspective during the season as well. That would not be a problem at all. I'd love to love to be on. Well, Coach Jim Sykes out of Morningside, thank you again for your time. We really appreciate it. Again, appreciate you having me. Thank you.